This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. This is episode 20 with Tim Page, finding your voice on purpose. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay. Extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh man, am I excited for you today. He's a real rock star, our guest today, Tim Page. No, literally, not just online in his business and of course what he does on a daily basis, but the musical roots I think you're going to really find interesting and the lessons learned as he was on stage, he now takes online. And in just a few moments, we're going to start digging into his past, how he went from on stage to online, performing on such stages as the Warp Tour. And of course, on that crazy TV show that you may remember from back in the day on MTV, TRL. Pretty cool story with Tim. He's a great story. He's a great guy. And we talked to him in just moments. But first, I just want to say thank you for leaving a five-star rating and review. A lot of folks have gone over to do this at justinbarkley.com slash podcast. This really helps us get the word out about this show and helps us spread this message of how you can live your life on purpose, building your freedom online. Five stars says, just stay curious, get ready to sit back with a cup of tea, a comfortable chair and listen to this brilliant podcast. Absolutely love listening. I really appreciate that. Thanks again. If you want to give us a five star rating and a review again, it's justinbarclay.com slash podcast. Now, without further ado, the voice of Tim rock star and lead pages guru, Tim page, man. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad to have you on. So let's let's because you you did kind of say you're a little segmented. Let's let's start like, you know, like at the beginning. How did you get to this place that you're at now? Like what was, you know, when you look back, if uh, you know, if you could say like for me in radio, I know like looking back as a kid, I always wanted to do that. Did you always think to yourself like you wanted to? you know, be a voice actor and, and pursue a career doing something like that? Well, the thing is, uh, what I always wanted to do was I always wanted to be an entertainer. Uh, ever mm-hmm. since I was a kid, I wanted to be an entertainer. So I picked up, uh, I picked up a guitar, I think when I was like nine or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I always knew I wanted to be some kind of entertainer and music I thought was the big, the big route for me. I focused big time on music. Uh, you know, I started a band. I actually started a bunch of bands, but there was one in my early 20s that um, kind of took off. And, you know, we toured for six or seven years. We got signed to a record label. We played all the big festivals. And wow. We did. I mean, it was so much fun. That's cool. And th- Dude, you, that's making it. Getting signed to a record label. Like, m- m- ne- artists never make it that far. You know? Oh, uh, boy. Times. These days, I don't even think it's necessary. Oh, no. You're I think, right. We were on the tail end of it, even even being relevant, mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. Um, 
we were lucky to have kind of a strappy label, but the problem was our label was just, uh, they were, they were just figuring out that it was time to get scrappy and, uh, that the old methods that the big labels were using wasn't working anymore. What label were you with? Uh, we were with a a label called triple crown in New York city. They had uh, brand new and, uh, hit the lights. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a lot of really good bands and we had a lot of fun, but, uh, you know, we when we got to we got to a certain point, and as we were getting a little bit older, and you know, a few of us were getting married and and stuff like that. We, were, you know, got tired. Yeah, <laughs> loved playing music, but got tired and uh, wanted to pursue some stuff that wasn't all about surviving on five dollars a day and eating Taco Bell three meals and <laughs> drinking Monster three times a day. People don't realize how tough that is, man. I mean, you know, just a lifestyle. It was brutal. I mean, so much fun, great memories. But yeah. at a certain point, I was like, I can't sleep on a on a van bench anymore. And then, you know, we progressed to the point we bought a bus and we overhauled yeah. the bus. And that was awesome. And we, we, you know, to actually have a bed like with a mattress and that was rad. But wow, for the most part, man, it was it was uh it was brutal and it was tiring and it was, I loved it and I've got some of the best memories ever. In fact, uh, one of the things that I'll, I'll always, always remember is we played on TRL before it went off the air. No way. Yeah. All right. What was the name of the band you were in? We were called Honor Bright. You probably never heard of us. It was a... Um, Hmm. The the segment was it was called On Your Radar and they oh. at the time we weren't signed yet. Uh and it was like spotlighting um unsigned bands that were kind of making a name for themselves. And we'd been touring all over, we were doing warp tour, we were doing all sorts of stuff at the time. And uh and and so they they had us on and it was really funny. They had four different bands on. It was us, it was this this boy band kind of thing because boy bands were still kind of happening at that point um and they never went anywhere it was this uh this these like sisters that rapped called millionaires Mm -hmm. who went on to kind of they had a thing they had like a a big video on mtv and kind of went on to be big for like 10 minutes and uh and this one guy that was the breakout star from that moment was a guy called never shout never Hmm. Uh, just a young kid. I think he was 17, maybe 18 when we did that. And it was just him and his acoustic guitar. And and he played this song and we're sitting there watching it backstage, watching the, the, you know, him perform. And we were going, this guy's gonna, he's going to do something. And he went on to headline warp tour for two years in a row and sold like millions of records. Uh, and we went on to, to do our thing and it was fun, but, um, did you play, did you play warp tour and. We did, yeah, yeah. We played Warp Tour. We played a small stage called the Ernie Ball Stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did that, and we followed it around for a long time. And we played uh, Bamboozle and South by Southwest, yeah. and it's oh, a good so time. You did all that, all the festivals, then, huh? We did a lot of them, yeah. I'm yeah, looking you up on Wikipedia right now. I'm checking it out. Very cool. <laughs> we're listed as one of the famous people from Syracuse, which is just silly because we were <laughs> never famous. Um, famous, famous to about uh, maybe a thousand people. It was great. Hey, they'll claim you though. It's good, you know. Um, yeah. It. You know. I. I what, what do you think? Because it's because it's interesting, man. I, oh, man. The, just knowing as as close as I am to the music industry with with my radio background, I did radio for twenty years, and you know, um, ever since I was in high school, I tell you know 
I tell people when they when they kind of ask about it because it's kind of like the NFL or music or like playing a professional sport or something like you dream of it right and then you get there and most people most people first they don't most people won't make it there they you, you just you you have to have perfect storm of whatever the talent or the gift, right? And then also... Luck and timing and... Yeah, all mm-hmm. of that. Being in the right mm-hmm. place, knowing people and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so, when you when you get there, you, I guess, and you kind of, you're, you're like, you know, very small percentage of people ever get there. And I think when you're in the middle of it, you probably don't realize how awesome it is like when you're when you're there. So now looking back, I've I've actually chosen, you know, I'm ch- I choose not to be in radio anymore. You know, it was my I just I had this dream job. It kind of turned into a nightmare and yeah. it was the best thing that ever happened to me though because it would it allowed me to kind of take this next step. Is that what happened for you with 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 the band? 150,000%. Like I tell people this all the time when they're like, do you ever miss it? Mm. And I'm like, I guess you can call it missing it. It's not missing it. It's it's fondly recalling the, the memories. Mm. And I would love to be able to relive specifically those memories, but not. I wouldn't go back and do it now. But yeah. I don't regret it and wouldn't change anything. But I remember... The, the best time, especially when, you know, we were always like, I can't wait to get signed. Getting signed means we'll get these bigger tours and we get yeah. these things and that's what I can't wait. And then we got signed and things were cool. The excitement was there. And then the reality settled in and we did our, our uh, record, the, the only record we ever put out on that label. And it, we went to a, a producer and uh, and they, you know, we brought 20 songs. The requirement was to bring 20 songs and they were going to pare it down to 11. And, uh, and the songs that, were some of our favorites got cut because they weren't going to uh, be singles, right? They would, they didn't have that viable. potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so many things got changed and tweaked and, and then we were told how we could cut our hair and we were told oh, what clothes yeah. to wear. And, oh. and this is on a, a, a very low end of a middle, yeah. middle of the road band. I mean, it's not like we were, you know, on, uh, you, you know, playing the VMAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so anyway, the point of bringing all that up was that we got to a point where we were like, I would give anything for it to be two years ago. Mm. When we were touring, we were spending, you know, three months of a 12, you know, of the whole year, three months on the road touring constantly. And then the rest of the time we would play these regional weekends and stuff. And that was the most fun I ever had was mm. those years. And there were like two or three years and it was the best time ever and if i could in hindsight if i could have said okay i know that the label thing isn't going to be all it's cracked up to be let's just keep doing that that's what i would have done and i always always when i talk to people about this stuff whether it's business or whatever they're like if i could just insert thing here Hmm. uh then things would be amazing and that would provide me these other opportunities i'm like yeah but there's a certain tipping point of the scale where suddenly you are now at this point and you have expectations and requirements and it changes a lot of stuff. It's really amazing. I, I talked to a friend of mine about this and uh, a while back when, when I was kind of first coming out of radio and, and a lot of people looked at me like, you're crazy. You are crazy <laughs> because I had no idea what I was going to do. I even had offers and bigger, bigger markets and um, a lot more money to, to, to go. And, and I just, came out of that experience and I thought no you know first of all like I knew like this there's something bigger 
There, I don't know what it is. So much, yeah. You know, there's something that I got to do that's bigger. And then, um, because I was under contract when they fired me, they had to pay me for a while. So I was able to kind of like take a breath and like all I had done since I was a kid, you know, since I was in high school was just have my absolute 100% focus zeroed in on this thing. And so I was able to kind of breathe and like experience life and just be, I don't know, it's kind of a hard, but that's a very Zen way to put it. Like I was just able to just be. And I started to see what life was different on the other side of this. But I'm telling you, man, in the middle of it, as I climbed that ladder, and I did. I made it all the way up to a top 10 market, the morning nice. show, you know, great money, all the all the crazy things that, that went along with it. But um, it was always exactly as you just said. This was it. It was... <laughs> Well, if I could only get this job or if I could only get this thing or do this and then that would lead to this. And so you're always kind of thinking it's circumstances that make you happy. People, places or things like these things are the things that make you happy versus what what I found was what really made me happy was just it was me. I was responsible for that. Absolutely. And those experiences getting there end up being the things you look back at the most fondly like this. This transitioned so well for me into, you know, there was a bunch of stuff that came next that was me bouncing around trying to figure stuff out after the band came to a close. But like where I've settled now, and I don't mean settled in a bad way, I mean like this is where I feel the most right is yeah, is the marketing stuff I'm doing for lead pages, which is uh, really just incredible stuff that I get to do and the voiceover stuff. And there's a lot of parallels at lead pages, but the voiceover thing, the parallel is exactly the same because it's still, it's, it's way less entertainment because I don't do a lot of character stuff. I'm mostly promos and commercials and, and news and that. And, um, what I find is the same exact thing as all these people are coming to me going, you know, I've been doing voiceover for a year or whatever, two years or three years, five years, 10 years, one guy, like 35 years. And he's like, you know, they're going, if I could only get an agent If I could only get an agent, everything would change. And I had that same mentality. Not that, you know, because I was doing really great in in my early voiceover. I'm still early. What am I talking about? But in the first (laughs) few years, I was doing great, making enough money. I could have supported myself with just that. How how long have you been doing it? Uh, I think I'm in my fourth year now. Cool. So it's not a long time. And I, I was, you know. I was doing great. I'm still doing really great. But, you know, at the point I wasn't, I didn't have an agent and it was just, you know, I was doing whatever auditions I could get. I built my business and I was using, you know, traditional marketing to get clients. And, uh, and I had the same thoughts if I could just get an agent. And then I got an agent. This happened December, this Uh past December. I got my first legit agent uh, and it's a big agent it's atlas talent oh sure yeah uh one of the biggest you know top five in the country for Mm -hmm. sure uh you know just as an example you know they represent uh you know the uh, they represent uh jim cummings Mm -hmm. you know they represent um you know just all these amazing folks right Mm -hmm. yeah and uh and i say that because now i'm legit playing in the big leagues right well not much has changed and it's interesting because, again, we, we talk about this. It's like you think if you get there, it's, it's all going to change. And really not much has changed. What I'm doing now is I'm playing at a higher level. I'm competing mm-hmm. against way better talent than ever before. The auditions are amazingly fun. And now I get these scripts that are great. And that, I think, is the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. I find that the difference between 
getting out there and just trying to market to everybody and doing the auditions for a big agent is that the scripts are better now. Yeah. Because they're written by somebody who kind of knows what they're doing sure. and that's their whole thing. Absolutely. But are you, are you doing commercial for them or is it a, a promo work? What, what are you doing? Uh, I do more, far more promo than commercial. Mm-hmm. Promo is my favorite. Uh, that's the world that I, if I could play in that all the time, uh, then I'm happy. And I am pretty much doing that. Um, but I do, I do some commercial as well. Yeah. I do a few video games. I do a few corporate narration, but promo is the world I live in. And for anybody who doesn't, you know, I know that term is right. kind of general. Promo is industry. basically commercials for TV shows. Yeah. Right. So, you know, tonight on Fox, it's an all new episode of Mike and Molly. You know, right. that's a promo. Although I would not do a promo like that, but you, that's what you hear. <laughs> right. That, that, that's Joe Sip. <laughs> right. And right, Joe yeah. Sip does Joe Sip. Yeah. I hear a lot of great perspective from your story, Tim. And matter of fact, when we come back, I want to ask about this. I have a sneaking suspicion about how your background may have set the stage so to speak, for what you're currently doing and how can other people maybe use what they've learned so far and even what you've learned in your life to set the stage for their own careers or their own businesses online and on purpose. Tim Page, the voice of TimPage.com is the website. And again, Page is P-A-I-G-E. Make my intro.com for all the podcasts, uh, podcasters out there. And of course, he works with lead pages. We'll give you that link again as well. You can get all these show notes at justinbarkley.com slash purpose zero two zero. And while you're there, make sure you get the all access VIP newsletter, tips, tricks, inspiration, literally dozens of ways that you can create more freedom in your life plus i have a free goodie for you when you do sign up seven top tips that i use the tools that i use every single day online to rock my business i'll just send that over right away when we come back tim page continues this is on purpose on the blaze radio network the progressive movement is full of lies why do americans keep falling for the deception in his new book liars glenn beck reveals the simple answer fear at our most basic level we're all afraid of something and progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism liars by glenn beck available august 2nd pre-order now at glennbeck.com slash liars this is on purpose on the blaze radio network i think i know the answer to this already but i have to know we're on with Tim Page, voiceover rock star. Yeah, rock star on stage and a rock star online and now on purpose. Tim, how much did playing in a band, that experience of being on stage uh, and everything that you went through previously, how much did that play into the success of being able to form your new career? It taught me that you know, that, that world, that other side, isn't the solution. It's another positive step and it's going to require some changes, you know, like here's an example. And I know probably, you know, not everybody listening is like trying to be a voice actor, but I think this parallels a lot of things. You know, one of the things that has changed 
Now, by the way, one other quick preface is that uh, I am unbelievably excited and happy that I have this agent and I, I love them and they treat me so well and I've gotten great work from them and it was one of the best things to happen in my career. But, you know, one of the things in terms of like, oh, well, what changes that you don't necessarily expect is that you don't have to take every job and you don't have to audition for everything. But when you do, it's fast. It, it's it's if you want the definition of hurry up and wait, uh, become a voice actor and sign with a big agent, you know, um, especially in promos, because promos are fast. You know, they'll have a new episode of something that they're trying to air that night. And so they'll send out an audition in the morning. Your agent will give you a deadline, which is sometimes, you know, sometimes they'll give you a day, but with promos, it's usually a couple hours and you have to have it in by the deadline and they'll submit all of them. They'll hear back within an hour. And if you booked it, they'll give you an email and say, are you free at four? And when, and then you go and do it and you spend however long with them and it's on air that night. Wow. Um, but then there's other stuff where they'll say, we've got this video game audition. Uh, video games, this happens a lot. Uh, and I, I haven't done any major, major games, but the one, you know, I've done a few games that are on Xbox and PlayStation and whatnot. And when I do that, those ones are typically like, uh, hey, we've got an audition. We need it by the end of the day. And wow. you do it by the end of the day. And you don't hear back for four weeks, five weeks, six oh, weeks. Man. And then they go, hey, good news. You're shortlisted. We want you to read a few more lines, but give us something a little bit different. And then you do it and then you wait a week. And then they say, okay, you booked the job. We'll let you know when we need you. And then two weeks later, they tell you that they need you and they're going to need you today at two o'clock. Wow. It's a really, it's a weird world. Um, but of course, then it, you get to do that and it's a big job and, and you know, you go, oh, I got this big video game. And then you find out that video games don't pay all that well. And so <laughs> it's a really interesting yeah. world, but it's, it's, it's fun. And again, it, regardless of what business you're in, I think there's always that thing. It's like, boy, if I could have a partner, if I could have that one big affiliate partner, yeah, you know, that would change everything. If I could have, if I could just crack the Facebook ads formula, that would change everything for my business. And then you do it and things start coming in and you need to hire people. And now all of a sudden you have a team of people whose income entirely relies on you not failing. And it's that same thing. It's like things change and you have to be ready for that and accept what's coming forward, accept that it's going to be a whole lot of positive and a few things that, okay, I'm going to have to be able to, to step up to the plate for this. You know, what's interesting, and, and I found this on the on the reverse side of this, too, is that um, when you when you just mentioned, like, have a big partner. Well, this this show specifically, um, you know, I'm, I'm partnered with uh, Glenn Beck's Blaze Network. And and it's that's that's again, that's just another relationship. And um, it's a really good one. It's a really free one. And uh, it's it just it just happened to work. I was going to do this no matter what. Right. And um, what I found is that people have asked me, you know, they've started asking me because I've we've had some really good guests. Um, matter of fact, later today, um, Gary Vaynerchuk's going to uh, we're going to record another episode with uh, with with Gary. So, Great. you know, we, we keep building and 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 it's turning into something really cool. But when people ask me, they ask me who have other podcasts or other shows or just want to know. They're like, how did you get this person? Right. And I'm like, it's crazy. Here's what happened. I asked. 
Yep. You know, and I don't know, really, I'm still working through like what it is. I think part of it is the energy and just the fact that like, you know, this is, this is fun for me. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask, why wouldn't I, I had, you know, when I was a kid, I had this crazy idea that I could be on the radio and I asked and I, yes, you know what I mean? And so you had the crazy idea that you were going to be in a band and that you guys were going to, you know, travel and, and tour and you asked and it happened and, and now voice work and all these things. So, um, even then when I tell them that I still get the, I hear, and you can tell some people I get the excuse of, well, yeah, but that's probably because of who you're working with and what you're, you know, what, right. Who you're affiliated with. And some of them might be, some people might have said yes because of the name of, of recognition got got my foot in the door, maybe. Um, but also, like, I was just going to ask. I was going to ask anyway. And what's the worst? Are they going to say no? I really haven't had too many, if anybody, that's really said no. Just some people that we decided maybe weren't, like, the best fit at the time. Um, but I think that people sometimes have this tendency to feel like and kind of manufacture these reasons why things aren't going to work out or excuses and they need the circumstances in order to have them work out. Yeah, I am. Oh man, I'm a weird guy because I want everybody to be as successful as they can possibly be. Right. But I also, it drives me nuts when people have excuses uh, and I don't mean that in like a mean way. You know, I get it. it, yeah. it it's it's natural. We're going to go, well, your circumstances were different. Like anytime, anytime I have a, a debate with somebody about uh, things like minimum wage and all these things, and I won't get into my thoughts on it because it's not that kind of a thing. But, you know, anytime I have a debate with somebody about that, one of the things that always comes up is, and this is, again, not a for or against nothing, just bringing this up. People will often say, well, you had insert many positive circumstances here for why voice acting worked, for why the band worked, for why uh, you're a successful entrepreneur, you work for lead, et cetera, et cetera, all these things. And my thing is always, well, you're always going to find somebody who had better circumstances than you. And you're always going to find somebody that had worse circumstances than you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, when my band got to a point where we were relatively successful, we were, you know, our, we were playing pop punk and you know, who mm-hmm. likes pop punk 14 to 17 year old girls for the most part. Mm-hmm. Now I love pop punk and, and you know, I'm definitely not that. Um, and so we were at a point, I mean, our label literally said to us, you guys are actually too old uh, to be all that successful, yeah. but we're going to give it a shot anyway. And uh, and we had that working against us. We had the fact that pop, when we were playing pop punk, people weren't into it. It wasn't selling. There were about three really successful pop punk bands and the rest were struggling. Yeah. And everybody was into bands with long hair and eyeliner that were screaming. That's what everybody loved. <laughs> And that was our, that's what we toured with because it was the only way we were going to have kids at our shows. And, and so we had circumstances working against us and we just did it anyway. We had everybody tell us it was never going to work just like everybody does, you know, in voice acting, you know, I was told that right now is a horrible time to get into voiceover because rates are going down and agents aren't, aren't picking anybody up and there's 700 billion people doing voice acting. And yet 
here I am a new guy with zero experience in acting or voiceover other than a few plays I've done. Yeah. And, you know, I'm. But you had the desire. Carving it out. Right. And yeah. so this, this isn't singing my praise. This is just to say that you always have excuses. And so whenever somebody gives me a bunch of excuses or, or reasons why mm-hmm. their circumstances don't work and mine did, I'm always like, <laughs> yep, you're right. And, and I'm not picking on people. I'm just I bring it up because when I hear in your story the same situation of. Uh, this theme of of uh, hey do it anyway you know you can always think of a million reasons why not to do something but a lot of times if you, you use a different perspective you can use those same reasons to be able to justify why you should do something you know yes. and um and I just think that's really interesting. What about lead pages? Let's talk a little bit about that. That's a product that yeah. I use personally. I know that's a huge thing that a lot of people use. Um, it's 44,000 or so. That's crazy, right? I mean, <laughs> so so how did you get started with them? How do you make the transition from rock star to voiceover artist to, you know, on stage to online, essentially, as this guru? want to find out and find out how Tim did it, how you can do it, no matter what field you're in. Plus, grab all the tips, the tools Tim's talking about in our show notes, full version at justinbarkley.com slash purpose zero two zero. Grab a, a part of that VIP all access newsletter so you can join the club at justinbarkley.com as well. Plus, you put your name and your email in, you're automatically in if you want to text the number 44222, by the way, a lead pages product, right? Text in to 44222. It'll ask for your email. You send it back, and you're automatically under our VIP All Access. Plus, I'm going to send you a really cool little cheat sheet, seven top tools that I use on a daily basis online and on purpose that will help you grow your business, your brand, your blog, whatever it is that you're trying to do. So you can create more freedom in your life. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's. I mean, it's not going to sell your home. I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. <laughs> This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. So how do you go from on stage to on the mic to online? All on purpose. Tim Page, the voice of TimPage.com joining us right now. Uh, one of the big, big wigs, right? One of the, the main guys at uh, Lead Pages. He hosts Conversion Cast and, of course, his own podcast, which I'll tell you about here in a little bit as well. But, Tim, how did this opportunity even present itself? I have a feeling there's definitely something we. Well, that was another relationship thing. If there was like one narrative to all of the things that have positively happened in my life, it would be relationships, mm, so just powerful. like I think yours. Mm. Um, it's amazing. But uh, I was co-hosting a show with a guy named John Lee Dumas, sure. uh, who has this tiny little podcast called Entrepreneur on Fire, getting yeah. about a million downloads a month. Um, we've become great friends over the years. And uh, we, had a, we were co-hosting a show together that didn't get much traction. And um, he- Was this before on entre- or after he started the Entrepreneur on Fire? 
Oh, long after. Yeah. Okay. Entrepreneur on fire was in full swing. Okay. Um, and very successful. And he was Hold very on, successful. You're, you're telling me he, he had a show that flopped. Yes. Even though he had all that success. Even though he had like a 600,000 no. person audience. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a, an okay audience. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't have some tiny, I, I, it wasn't anywhere near as big as his, but. Right. And it just didn't work. You know, it, it didn't work. It wasn't what people were looking for. And neither of us pushed it all that hard. And so we had, you know, probably 10,000 listeners a month, sure. which is by no means some flop, but it just wasn't a big thing. Um, and so we were doing that. And, and he had interviewed Clay, the CEO of Lead Pages, on Entrepreneur on Fire. And after the interview, Clay said, look, I know you know podcasts. I want to start one for lead pages, but I don't want to host it. I want to hire somebody to do it. Who would you recommend? And John said, I got a guy, co host a show with him, and he does all of it, and he'd be great, and you should talk to him. And uh, and I was hooked up with Clay, and you know we had uh, the same kind of ideas of what it would be, and I started the podcast with them, and that's all it was going to be at first. Hmm. And then uh, – after a little while, he one day he got sick and he had a webinar scheduled and he was doing all the webinars at the time, believe it or not, the CEO of a company now that's a multi-million dollar company, but at the time was kind of little. And, uh, and so he goes, Tim, do you have any experience talking to groups of people? And I was like, well, I just so happened to have been a sales trainer for years. Uh, and so I did the first webinar and the first webinar I did outconverted his other webinars. Wow. And so he's like, uh, how'd you like to do this from now on? And I was like, I would love it. So now that's actually, I do more of that than I do the podcast. I mean, the podcast is now once a week. It used to be once a day. Now it's once a week. And I've done 450 something webinars in two years. And you have a for fun podcast you do too? I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed, fanatical, obsessed with, uh, comics. Yeah. Uh, I love comic books, especially Marvel. I'm an X-Men guy. Uh, But I I started a podcast because what I found was I was out of the comic book thing for a a long time, at least 10 years. And I found that getting back into it was really difficult and confusing and I wasn't sure. And, you know, comic book shops were really helpful. But at the same time, if you don't know what you're looking for, it's hard. So I started a podcast called Getting Into Comics, which is specifically designed to walk people through how to get into comics if you're you're liking the movies and the TV shows and um, legitimately just for fun. I have these really cool guests on that you normally would never hear talk about comics sometimes. For example, um, Chris Brogan, mm-hmm. who is uh, who's become a great friend of mine, also a big old nerd like I am. Uh, normally you'll hear him talk about all these amazing business things, and, and I had him on, and we just talked comics for an hour. That's awesome. Uh, I had the CEO of IDW Publishing, who is responsible for just unbelievable comic book properties. A lot of uh, movie stuff, you know, they do they do stuff like uh, Transformers sure. and uh, just these amazing, amazing comic books. Um, and so, anyway, so that's what we do. We talk. That's that's something I do just as a, a for fun thing, hoping to get more people into this amazing medium that I love so much. What is the how, you know what, what is your way like? How are you promoting yourself as a voice actor and all these other things? Is there something that you're doing? So hard, so hard to do with all these things. You know, lead pages is focus number one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I spend the majority of my time. And voice acting is something that I just love so much. Yeah. And it's a business that's really grown for me. How I'm promoting that, I have a niche uh, part of it where it's specifically podcast intros and outros. Mm-hmm. 
which is how I got my voiceover start. And now I've, I've done over 600 podcast intros and outros now. Um, wow. Yeah, it's a, just a, amazing. And it's now that markets itself. I actually don't do any promotion. I have affiliates that do all that, and it's great. Uh, and then the rest of it is, you know, I'll, I'll direct market to uh, production companies. I'll audition on some one pay-to-play site. I actually dropped the other one for many reasons. And then uh, and then my agent, and I have a few regional agents. Um, but sure. uh, it that that is something that is still a work in progress. I, w- I would love to be moving that forward, but I'm learning as I go. And the cool part is it's just so much fun. That's awesome, man. You know, and then this is the thing, like uh, – I, I, one thing that I can take from what you're doing, from what I'm doing, I think a lot of people think of, and, and we kind of grow up that way, thinking like, right, there's like one thing that you have to do, and you go to school for that, and eventually you get out, and you get a job, and you do that one thing until you're, you know, like 65 years old, then you retire, right? And it, right. it's just not that world anymore, and we've seen more disruption with technology and just the world changing. Um, you know, one of the biggest things when I lost my, my gig was like, hey, okay, I'm not gonna put all my eggs in one basket anymore and it's important and i don't know if it's just not not just important but i think everyone's kind of moving towards that to know that like you you can you can do this you know yes you can kind of you can piece things together right and and i think you're living proof of that yeah i and i appreciate that the reality is the world is in flux uh, as it always has been, and things are changing as they always will. And I think the the only way to thrive now is to be fluid mm. and just know that things are going to change. Industries are going to pop up and go away and you just have to be ready to go. All right. How do I go to the next thing and where do I? Yeah not only take value, but where do I provide value? How can I help people? How can I be a part of what's happening? And, uh, and do it in a way that I don't hate getting out of bed every day. If people want to look at lead pages or anything else that you're up to, um, how can they, you know, how can they, what would you recommend? Yeah. Well, the best way to look into lead pages is, uh, is actually to come hang out with me for an hour on a live webinar. Uh, I do them every week on Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern. And you can join me. Just go to leadpageswebinar.com and just register your spot there. Um, if you want to check out my voiceover stuff, if you have a podcast, just go to makemyintro.com. Uh, and if you just want to see other cool things that I do, some of the video games and animation and stuff that I do, you can go to thevoiceoftimpage.com. And if you like comics, two things you can do. One is check out gettingintocomics.com. Uh, it's on iTunes and Stitcher and all that. Uh, but also, if you like uh, buying and collecting comics, uh, I do this literally just because I enjoy it. I, mm-hmm. I do a lot of like raffles and trading and stuff on Instagram. So I'm on oh, Instagram cool. at the voice of Tim Page if you want to go there and, and check it out. I don't make a ton of money or anything, but it's just something I, I think is fun. You know, what's interesting to me is that um, you can't, you know, I, I want people to, to, to obviously to, to do, to know that you can do what you want to do and what you love to do. You can make money and you should, you know, you should be compensated. Yes. You should monetize all those things. But at the end of the day, the funny thing about radio, I was telling somebody this earlier today too, is that it's, I, I, not only would I have done it for free and what I'm doing now, right? But like. 
I would have paid to do it too. And it was something for sure. I would tell people because they would easily, you know, and quickly take advantage of you. But they knew, they knew, they kind of knew a lot of us that we were hooked and we had the yeah. bag. And same thing with music, right? Same thing with music, same thing. And half the time I did pay for me for playing music, but right? <laughs> same thing for voiceover, the same thing for the marketing side. It's, it's, it's amazing to get to, to impact people in whatever way. I, I just have so much fun with that. Yeah. You know, that's the key, I think, from what I'm hearing about what you're into, Tim, and what you're doing is that you are having fun, you're enjoying what you're doing, and it's not work when you're playing. That's right. And then sometimes it is work, but for the most part, it's just awesome. Yeah, there is a work. Yeah, there is a work side of things. Yeah, absolutely. You have to get you have to get <laughs> business done. That's for sure. That's right, Tim. Dude, I really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, coming on and talking a little bit about what you're doing. And uh, you know, I heard a lot of great keys in this, and I and I'm just hoping you know success leaves clues, man. I, I'm just hoping that um, the others will will hear those too. Uh, Justin, man, thank you for having me on. This has been uh, it's a great great chat. Tim Page, thank you very much. Of course, you can get the full show notes at justinbarclay.com slash purpose zero two zero. Everything that Tim talked about, all the great resources. Plus, you can sign up for the free VIP all access newsletter, literally giving out tips, tricks, tools, techniques, inspiration, and I'd love to send you some great stuff. Plus, when you do sign up, I'm going to give you something really cool. It is my seven top tools checklist. These are the seven things that I use on a daily basis, and it's going to really help you build your business, your blog, your brand, whatever it is you're trying to do online and on purpose, just as a kind of a freebie, a, a goodie I like to send out to you just as a thank you for joining the club. By the way, definitely leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes, justinbarclay.com slash podcast. It really helps us get the word out about this great show. And uh, when you do, leave your social media, maybe your blog, maybe your podcast information, and I'll be sure to give you a shout out on the next week's show. And we've got some big ones coming up. If there's anybody that you'd love to hear on the show, or maybe you have some thoughts, critiques, Questions, justin at justinbarclay.com is my email address. So until next time, just want to say cheers to you and your life on purpose. <laughs>